You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Welcome back to the Best Practice Show podcast. We are on the floor at the ADA SmileCon, and I just love running into my friends. I got my good friend, Samir Bashan from Care Credit, who's an awesome, awesome success partner. Thanks for being on, brother. Oh my gosh, no, thank you. When I got the message, I was like, super sweet. Game on. Yeah, love it. There's so thank many you. things I appreciate. You always teach me something. Oh, You're wow. always helping me, you know, even when I look lost walking around here. <laughs> But uh, I want people to know who you are first, because yeah. we're going to get into some cool stuff. But like, yeah. give us a little bio. Who's yeah. Samir? A little bio. Uh, well, I, uh, it's a with care credit. Uh, I've been with them now over 16 years. I yeah. started out as a rep and then worked my way up. But now I get to work with some of the super fantastic educators like yourself in the profession to mm. share the knowledge. Because ultimately, it's not all about care credit and how well you do care credit. It's about practice, team, patient experience. Right. And and working with, with experts like you kind of helps me take that knowledge to my team that can take it to the doctors and their teams. Yeah. Well, I immigrated here like 24 years ago now. So I've actually lived in the U.S. longer than I did in India. So, wow. Yeah. It's been an amazing, amazing ride. I have no regrets, no complaints. Yeah. I love it. I love what I do. Yeah. Well, we love being around you because again, you you truly are a helper though. Like you're oh, not, you. there's a lot of people you meet in dentistry who are like, oh yeah, let's, let's figure it. But like you're, you are, you're in it to help people. And I love that about you. So, you know, I think it's, uh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I do believe, like I call myself, I think of myself more of a collaborator and right. in our profession, it's, it's a much needed uh, and partially I guess it's because of the company I work for yeah. you know, we have the presence that we have and the footprint that we have that it makes sense to collaborate and work and work together to ultimately her serving that patient that's it all comes down to yeah and the more we can help and walk with that help each other it's the easier and, and more fun it gets for me yeah so. you, and again you help me professionally and personally like you don't remember this but like you and I had a conversation it was in Colorado and I go are those Lulu pants and you go yes they're now you're looking really sharp today but at that moment I'm like you're wearing Lulu pants and you go I am I'm like 
could I wear Lulu pants? And you're like, why not? Yeah. And this is a years back. So you actually gave me creative license to loosen <laughs> right. up a little bit. And I actually, I think a couple of weeks later, I wore Lulu pants and I'm like, and uh, you know what? You start them. You can, you oh yeah. Just, like they are fantastic. You gave me permission <laughs> yeah. to like be a little bit more relaxed. So thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah. I didn't even realize I was contributing to that. You are pretty cool anyway. So no, that's not true. That is cooler. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> We, we gotta we gotta tell truths on here. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. it's it's all true. Yeah, another um, thing. So there's so many things. Um, one, you know, Care Credit is a great partner for any office. I yeah. do want you taught me. There's some so many questions I want to ask you. I want I want you to describe the eighty twenty. Yep. So if you're a dentist listening to this or watching this, yep. like I want you to do this in your office immediately. I want you to go back and figure out your eighty twenty. So yeah. what is the eighty twenty? So so here's here's the the long and the short, right? If I was to ask 100 offices, what is a good patient financing percentage in your practice? Like how many, what dollar amount, what would it be? Right. I would probably get number from $10,000 a year in patient financing to a million dollars. Like there is, nobody knows. Nobody knows what that is. Right. So 80-20 or what I call the other side of is like 10-20 is, is an easier metric to think about. So what does that mean? 10% of your patients should be applying. Okay. Okay. So it's it doesn't matter whether you are a specialist who only sees ten patients a day, and it doesn't matter if you're a GP that sees thirty patients a day. Right. Ten percent of your patients should be applying because that's a good spot. That's a spot where you will find a lot of the times when patients say, "Let me think about it. Let me call you back, or let me. I need to talk to my spouse." Right. right? So these are the patients who may or may not have insurance benefits, may or may not have credit cards. They are saying no, or let me think about it is just a nicer way of saying no to treatment right now. So 10% of your patients should be applying. Right. The moment that happens, that's what we see. That's in my experience, our high functioning practices. The moment you start to hit that 10%, you start to see that your overall production goes up, your overall collection goes up. And a good number for a good patient financing part of your practice should be 20% of your overall over-the-counter collection should come from a third-party financing. That's a, that's a good, healthy number. It's right. not the, the assumption is, oh, we want 50% of your business, 100% of your patients. No. Yeah. That is 15 to 20% is a good, healthy number. Yeah. That shows that you are utilizing patient financing in your practice as part of your process, not as a product, yeah. not as an afterthought. Right. And that's the place you want to be. Right. So, so to your point, like if you want to go back and, and, and I'm sure like audience mostly things like, oh, I, I don't think I have that problem. Right. Our patients pay cash or our patients are rich or our patients are not very rich, you know, whatever that may be. The easiest and the best way to, to help meet that reality and step away from that perception is pull up your diagnosis and unscheduled report. Okay. It is a great way for you to find out what is your, the demographics you're seeing, the, the mental ceiling that you may have. You will see right. the reports. You know, I always say uh, numbers tell a beautiful story yeah. and facts don't care about your feelings. Ooh, you know? I like that. It's, it's, once you see it, you see the numbers will tell a trend of, I have great treat- majority of the people on this diagnosis and unscheduled report are 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, all right, then right. I'm pretty good when it comes to treatment under $500 or $700. That's not where my problem is. Right. My problem is at $1,000. Right. Or you might see that I am very good at uh, crown, uh, but crown patients are not on here, but 
the moment I talk about aligners or talk about implants, now you can see, is it the procedure? What is on that? And now you know, okay, what do we need to do different? Because you yeah. can't do, you can't make a change. You can't ask your team to make a change when you don't even know what you're changing for or or why. Yeah. So it's a I, good place to start. I love this start. Facts don't care about your feelings. No. And, and, and I think it was you told me the story. Like people was like, well, I'm a cosmetic dentist. Well, how many veneers, veneers did you do? I did one, uh, yep. you know, <laughs> yeah. type of thing. So I think as a dentist, I think one of them first is dispel some of these rumors yeah. or myths because you start to tell yourself a story. Yeah. So I'll just play... Let me play a dentist that you're, okay, okay. so Samir, I'm pretty much fee for service. And um, you know, I, I mean, I probably, you know, I, I don't need it. You yeah. know, what would you say to that? Cause you hear all these scenarios and all I've heard the them too. Yeah, All the time, all day, every day and twice on Sundays. Like, you know, I, <laughs> my patients, I don't need it. Right. And you are absolutely right. So here's, I think the other part of this equation. Yeah, We assume that patient financing, the only solution it can provide to you as a doctor is make you more money. Right. Right. And if you've been practicing long enough, you said you're fee for service from a money monetary standpoint, you live a nice, comfortable life. You don't see a reason to. Right. But here's the difference. What if you can maintain the same lifestyle instead of working five days to four days, or if you're at four days to three days? Brilliant. What does that time do for you? Right. Right. So, so you're right. You don't need it because you think from a monetary standpoint, I'm very comfortable. My kids go to good school. I live in a nice house. I drive a nice car. I go on good vacations. Right. Fantastic. So you don't need to make any changes. Right. But what would you do with that extra day? Could right. I help you there? Right. Now, how can we help with the chair time efficiency? Is that important to you? Right. And at the end of the day, sometimes, Kirk, it's also we talk about you got to work with the willing, right? If you are, you don't care for whatever reason, I can't really fix it because when right. you don't care how... I can't be the only one caring in this situation. For sure. It's the same thing as the patient who comes in. You know you can help that patient right. live a fantastic, healthy life and a beautiful smile. If the patient is not ready, there is no amount of your clinical skills. So where is the value right. of, of the treatment? So where's the value? So if you were to say, I don't need it, right. that's absolutely correct. You may not need it. From financially, you're pretty good. Yeah. What is it that makes you get to the next level of dentistry you want to do. Are you doing the treatment you want to do or are you doing the treatments that's coming through your door? Right, right. Are you, are you being that selective? That's where we can help. Yeah, absolutely. And you're yeah. so gracious because, oh, can I throw this challenge into the room? Yeah. Anybody, if you're wondering about this, you'll pull the numbers of anyone listening yep. and just say, listen, I'm going to tell you what I see yeah. and see, show you where the opportunities exist absolutely. for growth yeah. and natural growth. And I think yeah. ultimately, before we get into the numbers, you got to have the heart of a, a true advocate for your patients. Like what you're ultimately doing is presenting a will and a way in every way um, with third-party financing. You yeah. got to have it. Like you yeah. just have to have yeah. it in that respect. Would you agree? Absolutely. Because so here's, here's if, if analogies help, here's something to think about. If I was to look at 10, 15 years ago, and if I saw, I'm just going to use a couple uh, examples like if I saw Mercedes on the road or Lexus or BMW, the assumption was it's a doctor or a lawyer or, or a high executive, like high paying executive. It was pretty safe assumption, expensive cars. Fast forward 10 years, you see a lot of those cars. Right. 
And it's not because all of a sudden the demographics has gotten richer. The financing got to a point where it al allowed for people to be able, to, it's not like people didn't want to drive a Lexus or a Mercedes. Right. They just couldn't afford it at that point in time, but now the financing has helped it. Right. So if you look at the transition, the same thing from, from there to, to dentistry, I do personally do believe, I honestly do believe when a doctor talks about a 10, 15, $20,000 case, Patients do want to get that treatment. For sure. They know that this would be life-changing for them. Yeah. But that also their, their, their references, it's not broken, bleeding, or hurting. Yeah. You know? So why, why? I can't. Right. I can't because holidays are coming around the corner, Kirk. You know? right. so, so life takes over. Yeah. So this is where when it, it becomes part of your process, the conversation is amazing. When the right. patient actually accepts the treatment that you are recommending and not the portion of it and not let's spread it out over the next five years treatment. Right. It's, I believe it, I can do it. You showed me the way to do it and I want to do it. Yeah. And a big piece of this is your communication, your ability yeah. to communicate. Wouldn't you agree? It's not so much the, the details. It's yeah. the, I've seen so many people when it comes to third, they're like, it didn't work. Well, you're handing people a brochure and saying, <laughs> check it out. You gotta, you gotta have a little bit more engineering on that you when do. it comes. You do, and, and, and I, this is where I would like to give some benefit of the doubt to the team members out there, right? right? So the doctors, they get to excel on their clinical skills by CE courses and going to conventions and taking next level advanced courses. The hygienists get to do the same thing, assistants get to do the same thing, but then when it comes to business team who is discussing this, totally, they have, I mean, there is, where do they go? So when I don't have a team that's comfortable and trained and I can, I give them those resources, human nature automatically says, I'm not going to talk about something I'm not comfortable talking right. about. So right. let's not talk about it and let the patient do it. For sure. Now this is where it starts to flip. Yeah. The moment, and we understand that, and this is where, you know, CareCred as a company, our constant focus is, how can we make it easier? How can we make it easier for, for the team members? That's why we are integrated with every practice management software. How can we make it easier to have that conversation? There are tools and resources. How can we make it easier? That's where we, we have experts like yourself. We have content from you that we can share. It's all free, right? right? So it's easier for us to do that. But the question becomes, are you open and willing to learn that? Right. Or do you want to continue to do the same thing over and over again? Because again, we are here to help. That is all we do. Like the care credit rep is not going to come into your rep office and say, you are not doing enough care credit. It will right. be more about, I don't think we're helping as many patients as we could. I love it. And love how it. can we help you change that? I mean, there are tools where the offices can know ahead of time whether the patient will get approved or not without running their credit. Yeah. How does that change in, in your conversation? The patient experience, you know, to your point, it's all in communication. Right. Money is easier thing to fix. Absolutely. That's where we come into play. Yeah. But the harder part is for the patient to believe the treatment that you recommended, there's a value in it. And I have heard it so many times from the doctor to the hygienist, to the team members, to the business team members that I believe like, okay, there's something I need to do and how do I get it done? And yeah. that's where I think majority of the time, in my experience, the ball gets dropped. Yeah. It comes down to it's $10,000. How would you like to pay? Yeah, yeah. Now you guys are having a lot of conversations over there. You have a lot of, what do, I mean, fundamentally, what do people get wrong most when they 
consider a care card? Like, what what do they get wrong? Like, you're like, mm, oh. I mean, there's probably several, but what comes to mind? What do they get wrong as far as why they don't offer the assumptions it? behind the assumptions? It. Yeah, the assumptions are primarily that they don't think they need it or right. their their patients need it. Right, uh, that they have good treatment acceptance. That's the big one. Yeah, that is a big one. The moment we ask question, well, how's your treatment acceptance? sometimes I don't even get to finish my question and the answer is 90%. It's 90%. It's like, well, it can't be 90%. I mean, that means like you're presenting 10 cases of $9,000 to 10 patients and all nine of them are accepting it. Well, no, I mean, they yeah. do have like, so So that's the part where they get it incorrect. The other one that I think of is, is assuming that patient financing is only for a certain income demographic. Okay, explain that, because that is a that is a big one. Yeah, so depending on where you are. So I walk into some offices where they say, oh, we don't require patient financing because our patients are very wealthy. Or then the other side of that is, our patients won't get approved because they are, they, they, right. they are, they're not there. So that's the assumption that patient financing is only for people for large treatments. Right. Large is very subjective. I, you know, large to some people is $300 payment and large to some is $3,000. Yeah. You know, so, so that's a big gap of what is your kind of going back to not understanding who your patient, what your patient base is. And the assumptions are everybody pays cash or, or we, uh, it's only for large treatments. Right. No. It's for everyone. I mean, I have spent money on, I have financed things that were $1,500 and I have financed things that were $50,000. Right. So it has nothing to do with that. It's just more about making it acceptable, uh, making it available to the patient and letting them decide. Right. And and that's one of the biggest misses we see is, is assuming what what I think the patient may want. And it's right. the hardest place to be. I mean, nobody has that crystal ball. If somebody out there has that, we would love to invest in it that, that you would know who can afford what. Yeah. We don't know that. And that's where the consistency comes into play of keep it consistent, keep it upfront, have that conversation, educate your patient, let them make the decision. Yeah, and you gave us you gave us a secret at the beginning. It's at ten percent. Like 10%. that just takes the pressure off of everything. Yeah. So that is a good system. It's just a good system. Yeah. It's a good leading indicator. Exactly. And don't worry so much about what happens after that. No. Right? No, because all all it does is opens up the conversation to where now the patient knows. Right. Okay, there is an option here. And I will discuss it. I have even had conversations with some practices. Like I've gone to your website, Dr. Barron, and patient financing is buried so deep far right. in there, like I can't even find it. So to me as a patient that tells me, you don't wanna offer it, you don't offer it. Right. So either A, you are going to be very inexpensive, yep. that I don't need it, or B, it's just not an option, so I may need to look for someplace else, or I need to phase it out over the next five years. Yeah. So, so helping understand, and I think a lot of the times, offices and the doctors, they, they they get in their own way of looking at like fees as I can tell you most of them are probably thinking it already but your yeah. fees is Samir your fees is very I mean it's very expensive and I'm not going to say that it's not I mean their fee our fee is what it is but yeah. on, on the other hand we've not changed our fees in 30 something years yeah. either right so what is more important having 90% of something or 100% of nothing yeah absolutely so uh, but the fee same <laughs> it's and again 
I have yet to have a fee conversation with somebody when they are looking at a million dollars of unscheduled dentistry. Like, what right. do you do? Right. Yeah. Okay. So we're in Houston. You yeah. and I are enjoying this great time together. I, I don't know if you turn on your TV in your hotel room. I do. And you can't turn it on without hearing, oh, fed, fed, fed interest rates. <laughs> <laughs> Like 20 minutes this morning, I'm like, can we just, somebody talk about the weather, please? Yes. So yeah. help us, help us see through that fog yeah. that everyone's talking about. Anything you would say or add about that? Well, I mean, uh, I am no way in shape or form like the expert who's look, watches the market like some experts do. But here's what I do know. Interest rates, those are some of the things you and I can't control. Right. But I can tell you how the patient changes their behavior. Yeah. more and more will start to hold on to their cash. More and more will start to keep their credit cards open because they don't know when an emergency may show up. So now when it comes to patient financing, it really becomes more important to give them an option that's not handling their cash right? and it's not taking space on their credit card. It's keeping it separate. So I still have that option. So we hit... I don't know, has, has interest rates changed the, the treatment, the way the treatments are planned? Has interest rates changed the way the patients are walking in? It's not, no. right? So why add on one more barrier? It's a mental barrier. It is, totally. At the end of the day, I as a patient know whether I can afford it or right. I am ready to get this treatment done or not. Yeah. So there is a lot of external noise and that's what it is. I mean, you can't do anything about it. We have had great economies and we've had not so great economies. Ultimately, the only thing I can control is how I show up and how I show up for my for my patients. Yeah. And that's the yeah. only thing to do. That's your only business strategy. Yeah. 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 So. Awesome. So, yes, you know, keep an eye uh, on, on what the market is doing, but don't make every decision about your patient based off of that. Let yeah. the patients make that decision. They are they're smart people. Yeah. That's that so awesome. In. Yeah. yeah. I just appreciate you so much. We're going to do many of these. I would love it. And you're going to give you know, I would love to do the whole case presentation thing oh, yeah? because you have learned quite a bit yeah. and you're, uh, you know, you're just a great teacher. So Thank uh, you. I want people that are listening to this to be able to, if they're going to look out, how do I get in touch with you specifically or yeah. how can you help me? Let, let's say I'm thinking about this. Okay. Yeah. Samir, like, all right, can you just take a look at my practice? Give me, yeah. give me the truth about my now. How do I, how do I get a hold of you? How do I reach so you? Easiest way to reach of me, reach me is send me an email. Okay. It's S the scene, S B H A S I N at carecredit.com. Okay. If you don't know who your rep is, you can go to carecredit.com forward slash partner portal slash contact us. Contact us in any way. I will contact you. You can directly send me an email. So that's the yeah. easiest way. And I'd be happy to share that. I'll be happy to make the introductions with your rep as well. So so you can have that face-to-face conversation on what, where are we at? What are we doing? What can we do better? Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be a flip of a switch and say, all right, tomorrow morning, you're going to, things is going to look very different, but it's a process just like anything else. So let's take that first step to see where you're at. Where are some of the challenges? What are your focus that you're, that you are looking at for this year? We're at the end of the year. Like, are you looking at your uh, reports a benefit? I'm sure that you're looking at your benefit reports. Are you looking at care credit reports of the patients who have money available on their card? Yeah. It's available to you. Why not pull the patients who have treatment, who have benefits left and have care credit on their credit card? Have them come in, make it attractive. Yeah. So 
Amen, yeah. brother. Thank yeah. you for stopping by. I My appreciate pleasure. it. pleasure. You're like one of the busiest guys here. You always have like, a, <laughs> when you come walking in, you look like MC Hammer. You've got like a whole posse <laughs> of people. You know, people are waiting oh, in line to guys. speak to you. Yeah. I, I love it. No, so I, I appreciate you, my, my friend. My pleasure. Thank, thank you again. you for thank being you for on. So, and yeah. thank you guys for listening to the Best Practice Show. Hey, we're going to list Samir's information below. So if you weren't taking notes, don't worry. We're going to take notes for you. You can just reach down there. Uh, eventually, just click on it. It'll send you an email right to you. And uh, uh, make sure you check it out. So Looking awesome, awesome. Thank you guys for listening. And keep tuning in as we, uh, we're we going to have some more great stuff for you this afternoon. So hope you guys are enjoying your day. We'll see you soon. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.